Are we ready to begin? Good morning! My name is Misty. Come on, Ike, it's time. We would be honored if you would join us. The greatest adventure of all time. Yeah. We just become best friends. Yep. Come on, let's get in the character. You know where I want to go, Misty? To Cleveland, Ohio? I want to go to Cleveland, Ohio. For what? For to see Cheap Trick. Is Actually, that it? Is no. that all you want to do when you're there? Um, this is the presidents of the United States of America. Yeah. That's I was like, this isn't the right song. It's but. not. Um, <laughs> it's a cover. It is. We didn't even get to the part where they say Cleveland Rocks. No. We are didn't. talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of... I want to live, live forever. forever. I, I want to learn how to fly. Fly! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just shot you a fireball. Fly! <laughs> if, will you do, even uh, on a random episode of the future, if I go like this, will you say fly? Absolutely. Or fire! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today a is, a, start. It is a good start. <laughs> That, this is it without warm up because we had to split some. It doesn't matter. It's true. Don't worry about. about it. Nope. Yep. It's, pay no attention to the <laughs> just, little man just behind the curtain. Don't worry about it. Um, rock and roll hall of fame. Yeah. That's where rock and rollers go for their fame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. F- famous. They rock- get famous before that, and yes. they get inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame. Yes. Um, Do you have any facts? I have all kinds of facts about it. Okay. I have been probably four or five times now oh so you're a regular i'm a reg- every time i'm in cleveland because they have a deal that if you're on tour there and you go in and show them your tour laminate they let you in for free well that's a hell of a thing to for do for any musician that's ever in cleveland wow. know that that if you can show that you're playing a show there they'll huh. let you in for free that's pretty cool it's really cool and it's exactly what the rock and roll hall of fame should do exactly yeah so like every time i'm in cleveland i because they always have different exhibitions yep. you know because it's not like i'm there you know a month after i was there the last time it's yep. usually six months a year so i always make sure and go so i can see whatever the new exhibitions are hmm. um so i'm a regular i like it do you it's, know who has uh, been inducted three different times I don't. So you've been there three times. Four, five, maybe even. Okay, so t- pay no attention to your numbers. Um, Eric Clapton is the only artist to get into the Hall of Fame in three different ways. Huh. He uh, was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist. Okay. As a member of the Yardbirds. Yep. And as a member of Cream. Hmm. You don't seem too impressed with Eric Clapton. I, I'm not impressed with Eric Clapton okay. these days. Okay, moving right um, along. I don't want to know. Nope, know. you don't. He's been in the news for some not so great stuff. I didn't hear about it because I don't watch the news, folks. Exactly. So, um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was established in 1983 okay. by Ahmet Erdogan, who was the founder of Atlantic Records. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a pivotal character in our little music world. Um, after the long search for the right city, Cleveland was chosen in 1986 as the Hall of Fame's permanent home. Why for? I don't Doesn't know say. that oh, quite yet. Okay. Because um, they invited them and they said yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure a lot of cities sent in a bid and wanted to have this here. Who wouldn't want to have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? You know? Yeah, it seems like. Like, it's a it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. It seems like other bigger cities would have vied for it, but. I think that there were other bigger cities that did. Yeah. Um, we got it. 
So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation was set up by Ahmed Erdogan. He assembled a team that included Rolling Stone publisher Jan Wenner, record executive Seymour Stein, Bob Krasnow, and Noreen Woods, and Alan Grubman and Susan Evans, who were attorneys. Hmm. They began inducting artists in 1986, but the Hall of Fame still had no home. But they considered several cities, including Philadelphia, which mm-hmm. is home to Bill Haley and American Bandstand. Yep. Memphis, which is home to Sun Studios that, and Stax yeah. Records. That would have been a good one, too. Detroit, home to Motown. Yeah. Cincinnati, home to King Records, New York City, and Cleveland. Hmm. What's so Cleveland the, the home of? <clears throat> I'm about to tell you. Oh, sorry. I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> jumping ahead. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So the civic leaders in Cleveland pledged $65 million in public money to fund the construction. That'll and, do it. Well, that, I mean, I guarantee that probably wasn't the most that I, I bet New York City pledged more than that. Sure. Um, but disc jockey Alan Freed coined the term rock and roll and heavily promoted the new genre. And Cleveland was the location of Freed's Moondog Coronation Ball, which is often credited with the first major rock and roll concert. Oh, so that's why they had Alan Freed's ashes on display from 2002 yes. to 2014. <laughs> it's a big deal to have that. They yeah. don't tell you who he is on my list. Oh, yeah. No, he's a he's a very important, yeah. like the beginning of like disc jockeys on radio. He was yeah. the guy. Did you know that they were the reason why they pulled his ashes away? I don't. Uh, the concept of human remains on display for public is something that museums in general are getting away from, says the CEO, Greg Harris. Um, he's the CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Museums okay. in general are just I mean, no longer displaying. Yeah, I kind of think yeah, that there are other things that you can find from that person that you could display yeah. that... Yeah. You know, those ashes are probably something that are better kept with their family. Or you could just put a box in there and say that it was their ashes. ashes. And people right. be like, wow. And then yeah. they're really somewhere else. Well, one of the cool things about Alan Freed, um, he played a pretty big key role in a radio station there that broke a lot of major acts in the U.S. during the 70s and 80s. So like David Bowie, who became his first U.S. tour there, mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen, Roxy Music, Rush. It was the first radio station that played a lot of those artists. So there's a, a pretty rich history in Cleveland. Yeah. With, you know, some pretty good reasoning why Cleveland. Here's another reason. Tell me. <laughs> One of the museum's displays includes a charred piece of Otis Redding's airplane, yeah. which crashed on December 10th, 1967, killing the legendary singer. Mm-hmm. Redding's last performance before the crash. Oh. You guessed it. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland at Leo's Casino on uh, and on Upbeat, the groundbreaking music television series that aired weekly on WEWS TV5. Wow. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Alan Freed was the DJ that put on that um, tour that killed Buddy Holly uh, the day the music died. Wasn't mm, that Alan Freed? We could definitely fact check ourselves. Because we did that a whole one. episode on that. Um, that sounds like it wants to be correct. Why well, you want to look that up, and I'll tell you yeah. another fact. Yeah, I'm Rock and Roll Hall up. of Fame will soon have a satellite location in Japan. That's awesome. Yeah, Japan will get its own version of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with an affiliated museum set to open in 2020. So it's probably not open yet because of other reasons. Because of other stuff. The museum will be located in Tokyo and opens just before the 2020 Summer Olympics will take place in the city. <laughs> 
Well, hey. that's not great. Fill um, in your own jokes here, folks. We're all out. Wow. So maybe it I just don't. opened before the... Nope, it's probably still on. Yeah. I wish I had read that one before I read it. Oh. Um, the, bro- the Rock Hall... The Rock oh. Hall had an annex briefly. Briefly? Briefly. Briefly. You are making up some great new words. It, well, it's a Wednesday episode, so I'm stumbling on my I'm, words. I'm into it. For one year, there was a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame annex in New York City. The venue had ex- mm. exhibits. 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 Featured John Lennon, Elvis, and Bruce Springsteen artifacts. However, the ticket price, twenty six fifty, and low attendance caused it to close after just one year. That really surprises me, but it makes me think, okay... That makes a lot of sense, and I'm glad that they didn't put it in New York City since it was one of the cities vying for it. Yeah, well, uh, it doesn't say what year it was, but if it was in the 80s, 2650 was a lot of money. I don't think it was in the 80s, though, because the real Rock and Roll Hall of Fame didn't open until 86. Like, they wouldn't do an outpost that soon after opening the original. Hmm. What, what maybe it was the original thing before for one year? Hmm. No, an outpost is usually like when something does really well. It's like a pop up that you do somewhere else to like spread the spread the wealth. Um, It was not uh, Alan Freed. It was Bob Hale. Uh, Um, That was the disc jockey that was emceeing all of the events. Um, You want to see something silly? I do. Uh, We were just talking about this before we started. Uh, No, I don't want fiber starting at fifty dollars a month. Here's a picture of the facility. Which in this picture to me looks a little small. But it's not. But it has a purpose. Designed by renowned architect I M P. Like uh P E I. Pia. I M P A. I M P A. The rock hall looks like a glass pyramid from the ground, but if you look at it from above, the building's footprint has a specific shape. It's a record player. It sure is. With a round plaza in front of the museum serving as the record. So <laughs> yeah. that's inside the, what those people are standing on right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a roof, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's much bigger than I thought. It's it's a pretty big. Yeah. yeah. It's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> it's a pretty big but you can pull your yacht up to it too if you want. It, right in Lake Erie, if that's where you keep your yacht, is in Lake Erie. Which would be a little odd. I mean, Somebody's yacht. In Somebody's Lake Erie. got a yacht in Lake Erie. Somebody guaranteed. Like some asshole. Don't make me go on a rabbit hole of. Oh, please don't. Who's but the biggest some asshole? asshole in Lake Erie. Has, <laughs> some asshole has a yacht in Lake Erie, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and pull up to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Go take a take a spin. Um. All right. So the groundbreaking ceremony took place on June seventh, nineteen ninety three. So it took that long to build it. Who's the biggest asshole in Lake Erie? You Sorry. pulled it up. You found it. Tell the, me. The 250-foot Bella Vita luxury yacht has a hot tub, movie theater, and a salon. I what's read that it? as hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so there's one hot dog on the yacht? Yeah. What's Fuck it doing yacht. hanging out in Lake Erie? Agreed. Um, let's see here. Who Boaters have been guy? chattering all week about a 250-foot luxury charter yacht hanging out off the coast of Cleveland. The Bella Vita is a 2009-built pleasure craft under Cayman Islands flag, which rents for more than $700,000 a week. So stupid. Guess what I'm doing? Rent a yacht in Lake Erie. Nope. Never. No, never. If, if I got $700,000 for a yacht vacation. I'm sure not taking it in Lake Erie. Nope. Like, come on. At it, least go to like Michigan and Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Wow. 
Well, do you want to know who was there when they opened it? Because it was some cool people. When they opened this boat? No, when they opened this Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yes. I would love to. Pete Townsend, Mm. Chuck Berry, Mm. Billy Joel, Mm. Sam Phillips, Ruth Brown, Sam Moore of Sam and Dave, Carl Gardner of the Coasters, Dave Perner of Soul Asylum, all appeared at the groundbreaking. The ribbon was cut by an ensemble that included Yoko Ono and Little Richard before a crowd of more than 10,000 people. The following night, an all-star concert was held at Cleveland Stadium featuring Chuck Berry, Bob Dylan, Al Green, Jerry Lee Lewis, Urethra Franklin. That's funny. Chris Springsteen, Iggy Pop, John Fogarty, John Mellencamp, and many others. Hmm. Yesterday. Was it yesterday? Or during the warm? I don't know when it was. We talked about Aretha Franklin, Aretha. and Isaac thought her name, when he was little, he thought it was Aretha. Cool callback. So the museum also boasts a massive beetle collection. <laughs> um, a massive what? Beetle collection. The buck? Oh, no. Those cars that are hanging up are different. You want me to talk about those? No, I meant the bug beetles. The, yeah. Or do you mean the, the There's music? a tiny little rock band the music from people? England uh, called the Beatles. The Beatles. Um, yeah. Okay. Yep, they have a massive beetle collection. They do. Mm-hmm. Want to know more? I do. I want to know what's in what's it. What's that movie where they're like, care to know more? Oh, uh, Starship Troopers. Oh, God. <laughs> Would you like to know more? Not about that movie. <laughs> uh, the Beatles take over a good portion of the museum with handwritten lyrics, <laughs> instruments, and outfits. Com- there's a period. <clears throat> starting over. Combined, the museum has the world's most comprehensive collection of items from the Beatles. Many items at the Rock Hall. Why are they calling it Rock Hall? are on loan. Mm. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame doesn't own everything on display in the museum. Much of it has been loaned from other museums, artists, and collectors. Also, there's thousands of items that aren't on display at the Rock Hall that have been stored at the library and archives. So what I think is really cool about it, the few times that I've been there, some of the like staple exhibits that are always there, they have areas that are dedicated to certain cities. Oh, cool. So there's like Memphis, Seattle, London, Liverpool, San Francisco. And you go through a little bit of like the musical history of that city. I mean, obviously like Seattle, you know, it, it focuses on grunge, but like there's a little timeline and like exhibits and things that they show you of like how grunge actually came to be in that city. And like Memphis, you know, mm-hmm. th- they have all the stuff about stacks, but they, like I said, they give you the entire timeline of it. Yeah. And, cool things but then there's also um eras so then you have like little areas that have like the 50s and then there's oh. an area that has like soul music i thought and you said errors hip-hop. like errors in rock and roll like. no like areas like different genres era um, era eras era yes so then like <laughs> shut up i'm not making fun of you <laughs> i was making a bad joke um so you can go through and like you can kind of compare the the location part of it to the era and like <laughs> <laughs> the area sorry it's a funny word the era of time and you can kind of just make comparisons it's really cool it's it's just a super cool thing and like downstairs they have this giant theater I think it's actually named after Ahmet Erdogan, the guy from Atlantic Records that started the whole thing. That would make sense. Um, and it plays films. So, like, I sat in there one day for like a half hour watching old episodes of American Bandstand. 
Hmm. <laughs> it was awesome. I was like, this show is weird. Yeah. Um, here is a fact that if pressed hard enough, I would have bet all of my and lost all of my money. Okay. The Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Yeah. It's not. Well, do you know where it's held? I don't believe it's actually held there. I didn't know that. So oh, yeah, okay. I was like, I don't think it's actually there. Cleveland has played host five times, mm. while New York City has been the host 26 times. Yeah. And Los Angeles uh, has had hosted it uh, in 1993 at the Nokia Theater and uh, in 2013 at the Century Plaza Hotel. I couldn't tell you where the Century Plaza I Hotel sure is neither. in no. Los Angeles Me to neither. save my life. Me neither. Century. I feel Plaza. like maybe we'll it used it to be something else, like Seven the Beverly Hilton, or maybe. Yeah, I feel like I bet I it's off of Century Plaza City Drive. Century. Hotel. Century Plaza City Drive. I don't also know where that is either. <laughs> Century Park Hotel. What am I looking for? Century Plaza Hotel. Century Plaza Hotel. Yeah, the century. Yeah, I don't have any idea where that is. And why would you have it at a hotel and when in a city filled with places that you could actually have it like the Nokia? There's a Fairmont Century Plaza Luxury Century City Hotel. That's probably it. Fairmont bought a bunch of hotels a few years ago. So it's probably the Century Plaza before that. Oh, and it happens to be on uh, Avenue of the Stars. Oh, that makes sense. Which is right across that's, from that's that it. big agency. I yeah. think it's CAA. I think it's a little agency called CAA. Yeah. Call us. Okay. You have my number. Yeah. Go ahead and hit us up. Come CAA. CAA. Um, uh, yeah. We got to wrap it up. Gosh, I could go. I could talk and talk about this. Yeah. Well, um, what do we end it on? You got one more like cool last like fact? Mm. No. <laughs> Not the so Rock much. Hall could have been built behind Tower City. What's Tower City? The area behind Tower City was eyed for the Rock Hall building with a platform reaching out over the... Oh, boy. <laughs> Read along with me. C-U-Y-A... Cuyahoga. Ky okay, easy for you to say. Cuyahoga <laughs> River. However, the idea was rejected after backers realized there wouldn't be enough room for expansions and events. And then what did they do? They built, built it on it a on lake. lake Erie. Okay. Yeah, the Lake Erie is so much more open. Like the the Cuyahoga River is very, um, it's not very wide. Like the arena that we play, where we park the buses at. Mm. If you walk off the bus, there's a street, and then there's the river. There's a huge overpass in the river, and so I've spent a lot of time standing outside of that arena, staring at that at the Cuyahoga River. I promise you this. Mm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It was it was supposed to be 38 feet taller than it is. And why was it not? Its height was lowered from 200 feet to 162 feet because it's too close to the Burke Airport. Oh, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's what we ended on. That's it's what we ended smaller on. than it was supposed to be. Yeah. And it's shaped like a record player. Indeed. With a record. And if you didn't know by now, it's located in Cleveland. <laughs> in Cleveland. <laughs> and that rocks. Cleveland rocks.
I like Cleveland. I was going to play us out with some music, Cleveland but I can't find it. Rocks. Cleveland rocks. Uh, Thanks for dealing with my Wednesday word jumble. I don't... That always happens on Wednesdays. It's okay. Mm. People are used to it by now. They, they go, oh, you know, it must be Wednesday. Must be Now Wednesday. I know what day of the week it is. It's because I'm nervous for tomorrow. Oh, why? It's my boy. I mean, I think I'm very excited. Yep. It's going to be fun. Tomorrow we're talking about... Whoa! Whoa, Bill. <laughs> Ted. Which one was he? I don't know. We're going to find out. Keanu Reeves. Keanu the Reeves. King of Woe. King of Woe. King of Woes. Woe. See you tomorrow, folks. <laughs>